Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, we began last week, and it's, it's, just, it's just the word. And, and the title of tonight's message is, um, it, it's under the series, How Good Is God? Tonight we're talking about the goodness of God's word. I love Psalm 119. Didn't get very far in, into it last week, but I want to continue if we can. Um, don't forget, everybody, a week from tonight, a dear friend of this ministry, some of you remember him, some of you don't know him yet. His name is Angel Madera. He's a gifted teacher. He's going to be in town with us. He'll be doing both services on Wednesday. The Spanish conference will begin next Wednesday. Our conference officially begins Friday night, okay? But uh, be sure that you show up here next Wednesday night. I believe Pastor John's going to have 512 in here, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Everybody show up next week. Angel Madera will be speaking. He's a gifted, experienced teacher of the Word of God. So be sure you join us next week and uh, for Wednesday night and also Friday night for the beginning of our conference through Sunday. Okay? So let's go real quickly to Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's... It's all, about the, it's all about the Word, basically. And he goes over and over and over again about the Word. So check this, out. check this out. Psalm 119, verse 9. This is a very poignant question. This is a great question, very interesting question, very eye-catching, and like <laughs> Sister Debbie said, mind or thought-provoking. How can a young person stay pure? Well, first of all, let's clarify some things. I know older folks got to stay pure too, but when hormones are raging, it's a, it's a very important question is how can a young person stay pure, especially in this world with smartphones and streaming and all the things that are going on now. How can someone stay pure? He asks the question and then he answers it by obeying your word. Somebody help me out with that tonight. What does the word say about staying pure? Any any any. References you can think of? Anybody at all? No pressure? Well, I take that back. A little bit of pressure to answer. Just a little bit of pressure. I'm going to help you out too, but what, what all does the word say about staying pure? Ah, excellent. Ex so, Barry, what you're saying, is, according to 1 John uh, chapter 3, we don't just accept Jesus, y'all forgive me, live like the devil, and say one day he's going to appear, appear, and then I'm going to just be... I'm going to just be all cleansed. Now, you'll be perfect someday in heaven, right? When you're in a glorified body like Jesus and you're up in heaven in glory. But that doesn't mean you, you get to shirk all responsibility on earth once you've accepted Jesus and say, well, I'm just going to do whatever. See, that's a false teaching about grace when people do. They think it's a grace pass, and that's just a misnomer, really, because it's wrong teaching. said, well, grace means I can basically act how I want. No, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says 
we've got to keep ourselves pure. Hey, not, it's not in our own strength because we can't do it on our own. You say, pure, is that just with lust? Is that No, it's with right thinking. It's with treating other people right. Pure means being Christ-like. That's why that's such a good reference, Barry. Being Christ-like. Now, hey, do we miss the mark sometimes? Sure. But some days are better than others, huh? As a believer, you say, man, God was with me today. I know he's always with me, but boy, I, I, I did good today, man. I haven't upset anybody. I did, I did great. And now, Lord, it's time to get out of bed. You remember that saying? <laughs> no, but hey, all jokes aside, some days are better than others. But the goal should be to live like Christ. The Apostle Paul talks about that. You imitate people who are good role models and good examples, but the ultimate goal is keep your eyes on Jesus and do what he did. How did he treat people? How did he respond to people? I've, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. Now, I'm not going to give you all the references, but Scripture talks about guarding, guarding your heart because out of it are the issues of life. And it also says that the eyes are the windows to the soul. Now, I need to speak to this because it's so important. we got young people in the room, but this is for everybody. you got to be careful what you're watching and what you're listening to. You say, oh, man, do you just mean some dirty thing on TV or on the smart? No, I mean even don't listen to gossip. Don't listen to lies. Don't put up with it. There's been times I had to tell people, hey, you know what? That's enough. That's enough already. Let's not go there anymore. That's enough. And I take no pleasure in this, but man, at times, you know, you know how you get around someone at work or somewhere and they're running off at the mouth and they just have a dirty mouth. Pastor Fabian talked about this the other day. They don't even realize they're doing it. Have you ever done that and said, hey, watch your mouth? And they're like, what? What'd I say? I'm like, you want me to repeat it? You just said like three or four cuss words. You didn't even notice. Y'all have all been around people like that. And they're like, what? <laughs> hey, be careful. They've filled their minds with that junk and now they're practicing. And you got... Hey, you don't have to be a suffering saint. I don't care if they're your boss. You can go, hey, I respect you, man, but hey, can you, can you please stop talking like that? I, a great example. Um, my dad was managing a grocery store. The Lord had really touched him. He, wasn't, he was filling a call to the ministry. He was working in Albuquerque, going to the university. It's probably in the early 70s. And I, he was managing a grocery store, and I guess a guy came in, and he was using God's name in vain over and over again. I don't know exactly what he was saying. He was walking around the store, he was saying the name of Jesus or something, or God this or God that. And the story goes that Dad finally said, hey, excuse me, sir, do you know him? And the guy went, who? And my dad said, well, you're using his name a lot. You must know him. God. And I guess the guy had some background or the Holy Spirit just convicted him. He said, oh, man. He said, I'm so sorry. You'd be surprised. And you don't have to be religious or mean. But if it's grieving you and bothering you, if it's like arrows every time you hear it, then you need to put a stop to it. All right? And how do you, how do you stay pure? You obey God's word. And if you obey God's word, yes, yeah, sometimes when you're obeying God's word, the right time is when it arrives, you go, that's enough, or I'm not going to look at that, or I'm not going to listen to that, or I'm not, not going to allow that in my presence. Stop. Stop. All right? You know, we, our backyard, we have a Bradford pear tree. And it didn't, it didn't have any 
hardly any pears this year, but some years it, it drops a lot of pears. And it's a bird. My wife's already smiling. It's a bird favorite, that tree. You know where I'm going, don't you? Well, it's a mess because birds get in there in the same place, and you know what they do? They give off waste. And it's gross. Now, I'm going to get this even grosser for you, but you're never going to forget this example. One of our dogs, she smells something special in bird waste. And she's, she has a real intense desire to go over there and lick that junk up. Oh, yeah, some of you are like, ooh, ooh. It's the same way spiritually sometimes. You allow junk and allow junk and allow junk. And if you're feeding on it, we're no better than that puppy dog being drawn to that mess and eating that mess. I know it's bad for her. Jen knows it's bad, but she, and she's a sweet dog. She's sneaky. She's a good dog. She obeys usually. But man, just one of our dogs, and she will go and she wants to clean the concrete of bird waste. That is so gross, isn't it? But how, how different are we then when we're allowing that junk? We're allowing that junk. We're feeding on junk when we permit it in our presence. That's one of the ways you stay pure. That you, obey your, you obey the Lord's word. You obey his word by saying, you know what? I'm going to do what he says, but I'm also going to have boundaries. And somebody called it margins. You can have margins and boundaries in your sphere of influence. Say, we're not going to do that, man. I remember back in the day, I, uh, my first, uh, after being a bank teller, my first real professional job was I was a collector. I, I don't know if Dora remembers I think that's when we met each other back in the day. She was, were you working in insurance already? But you were, okay, you were at State Farm. And we had mutual friends, and we met, and different stuff. But I was a collector. And I, I was pretty good at it, because I was charming. And I figured if I could be their friend, they would raise me above the line, and I'd get paid. Because, you know, when you fall below the line, then they, they cut you off, and they don't pay you. But I was charming. I was nice. I asked nicely. I befriended people. But one time, there was a guy, and my manager said, would you take him? And I'd give him a ride sometimes. It'd be the first of the month. He'd say, can we go get my check? It was real random. He was an older guy. And he said, can we go get my check? And then I'm going to pay y'all. I said, okay, because the boss said to do it. We're on company time. I'll go do it. So I had a little red Grand Am, a 1992 Pontiac Grand Am. And this guy got in the car. And you guys know how it is when you're 19 and you have a car. It's got to look sweet, right? And it was red. It was glowing red. Tony's over there smiling. I think he remembers the car. We retired it in like 2002, I think. But sold it finally. But this guy gets in the car. I remember his name, but I'm not going to say his name. He was a decent guy. He liked me. He was, he was an interesting old cuss. But I'll never forget, he gets in the car one day, and he, had, and he was kind of unstable. And he had a cup of coffee. I was like, what? And I was like muttering dark oaths against my manager in my mind. I was like, man, her name was Jennifer. I was like, man, I'm taking this guy. He's going to defile my vehicle. And he's getting in there with coffee. And you think that's bad? He gets in. He's like, where do we put this, son? And he's, he, I'm like, oh, gosh, come on, man. And so we put that. I'm going to be careful. And it, it was over full, the cup. It was a little styrofoam cup like that. And it was over full, though. I'll never forget it. But then I was like, we can work with that. I'm going to respect my elders. But then you know what he did? He lit up a cigarette in my car. 
I had a lot of hair back then, and I feel like the hair on my head started to stand up into a mohawk. I went, hey, we can work with the coffee, but I need you to toss that cigarette out of my car right now. You're going to stink me up. I'm allergic to it. It's messing us up. You can do that when you do that, and, but it's going to mess my car up. And he's like, oh, okay. And he was a grumpy dude. Okay. He, he threw it out. But it, uh-uh. I was going to keep my area pure. Not very spiritual right now, but I was going to keep my area pure. You can do that by obeying God's word. By really loving and obeying God's word, you're going to put his word before other people. Because people will defile your space. They'll bring in junk, show you dirty stuff, talk dirty, bring in that junk. And hey, everybody has a choice. He could smoke on his own time. That's fine. I loved him. We were buddies. But not in my car. Not in my car. I'm telling you, man, my hair stood up. It was crazy. How do you keep yourself pure? How do you stay pure? By obeying the Lord's word. Verse 10, let's move on to verse 10. Golly, I've been on that verse forever. Look at what he says. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. Scripture says, seek and you shall find. Knock. Knock and it shall be opened unto you, right? Seek and knock. You say, man, I don't know where God is. Get into his word and prayer. Go back to the basics. This chapter is all about the basics, honoring and glorifying God's word, showing the importance of his word. I've tried hard to find you, the psalmist said. Don't let me wander from your commands. I, I'm looking for you, but hold me, hold me on the path here. Help me out. Verse 11, I have hidden... Your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's a famous verse. I have hidden your word in my heart. What does I have hidden your word in my heart mean? Anybody? It sounds like a trick question, doesn't it? This is what it means to me. Quote it. Read it. Learn it. Memorize it. Repeat it. Um, whisper it, meditate on it, listen to it, talk about it, discuss it, bring it up, and then repeat all of that again. Let me say it again. Quote it, read it, learn it, memorize it, repeat it, whisper it, listen to it, meditate on it, talk about it, discuss it, go over it. The word is good. And you know what? You're going to need it at some point in your life, I promise. Scripture says, to whom much is given, much is required. So as soon as you've heard the word, you're responsible for it. Say, so, well, I'm just not going to listen. Well, then you'll really be cooked, right? No, you need the word. You're going to need it for some time. Scripture says the way of the sinner, the way of the transgressor is hard. So you want to walk with God. He's going to give you grace. There's an ease to walking with God. But there are battles, there are attacks, there are trials and tribulations. And you're going to need the word, trust me. Some of the toughest times in my life, man, when I was like, Lord, I don't even know how I'm going to get through this. Lord, just don't let me go. Hold on to me. And then a verse would come. And a verse would come. Oh, man. I, and sometimes, you know how it is. Sometimes you're struggling. You're like, golly, what, what verse? And, but the Holy Spirit will help you and you remember your verses. He strengthens us. He helps us in our weaknesses. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you have it hidden in your heart, you're going to do your best to obey it. 
and seek God and do what he's asked. Verse 12, I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. God will teach you. God will teach you if you let him. And the best way he's going to teach you is, let me go back, is prayer in the word. Are you still with me? Basics. And people will do this. I'll never forget. My wife and I hadn't, we hadn't been in our house very long. We're um, maybe a few months. But I remember a young lady came to the door. And she attended church at the time. She was looking for Jen. And she said, this isn't working. It doesn't work. I'll never forget that conversation. And I looked at her. And I, I remember my eyes started squinting involuntarily. It's like I was squinting until I almost couldn't see her. And I said, listen, man. I said, you know what? You say it doesn't work because I've never seen you faithful more than six months at a time. God knew, and he reminded me. I said, it doesn't work, but you're not faithful. You're not planted. You're in. You're out. You know, and I didn't tell her all this, but, you know, you're smoking weed. You're not. You're back. You're over there. You're there. You're this. You're, th- you're dating the wrong guys. Everybody's warning you about it, but it doesn't work. No. Uh-uh. Give it time. It works. Give it time. It works. Scripture says, my word will accomplish what I send it to accomplish. Another way of looking at it. God's word will achieve what he sends it to achieve. His word will, will take care of what he sent it to take care of. I promise it will. I promise it will. You say, oh, it doesn't work. Uh, but have you been faithful with it? I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. He's going to show you and teach you in his word. If you'll stay in his word, and you will know that it works. It works every time. It works. Verse 13. This is key right here, too. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. You want to simplify that? Remember? Say, man, do I need to say the Ten Commandments? Not really. You could just say out loud, look how quick this is. I love you, God, and I love others. Jesus summarized the whole law. I love you, Lord, and I love everybody. In Jesus' name. By faith. (laughs) I know I love you, Lord, but I'm trying with people, you know. No, but you know what? If you, if you don't love people, how can you love God, right? Scripture says that. How can you hate someone you see every day and you've never physically seen God and you say you love him? So we gotta, we got to say it out loud, man. All the regulations you have given us, that, this is key. What is it? It's so much. It's too much. No. Lord, I love you and I love others. I'm rooted and grounded in love. Is that Ephesians 3? Let's see. Let's go there. Super quick. This is not part of the plan. You don't have to put it on the screen. If you have a Bible, though, Hmm. Yes, Ephesians 3.17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Oh, you're good. You're faster than me. Good job, sis. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Some translations say rooted and grounded in love. Yeah, recite recite God's regulations out loud. I am rooted and grounded in love. Man, I have the love of God in me. I'm living it. I'm walking it. I'm talking it. I love people. I love God. Look at verse 14. I have rejoiced in your laws. Wow, this is powerful. You see why God had had given David such favor even with his mistakes. I've rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. Isn't that interesting? I've rejoiced in your laws. Your laws are exciting. Wow. 
Look at verse 15. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. Verse 16. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. You know how the book of James talks about don't be a forgetful hearer of the word? You hear the word and you walk off. Anybody, I love this example. Anybody ever looked in a mirror and then left and you came back and you keep looking and you were daydreaming and you don't even remember what you were looking for in the mirror? Have you ever done that? Because scripture says God's word is a mirror. It says there's a booger on the tip of your nose. You got nose hair growing out. You got ear hair growing out. I noticed, man, I was losing my hair and I shaved my head, man, in 2003. And I looked in the mirror one day, and I had hair growing out of my ears. I was like, man, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> I can't even grow it up here. It's growing out of other places. I knew that in the mirror. I'm like, oh, man, I, got, I need some tweezers, man. This is crazy. I need, to, I need to take care of that. God's word is a mirror. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Don't be the forgetful here of the word. Like someone who looks in the mirror, book of James says, and forgets what they look like. Because I've done that before, just because I was thinking in the morning, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't really look, left, and went. And then <laughs> I like this, and my wife goes, baby, your eyebrows are sticking out, you know, or something. I didn't even notice when I looked in the mirror. Or maybe I just liked it. I thought, well, at least some hair is sticking out right here. I don't know. But don't forget God's word. Get into it and hold on to it. Verse 17, and I'm going to close with this tonight. Verse 17. Look at what the psalmist says. Be good to your servant <coughs> that I may live and obey your word. And we know God is good. And he said, keep being good to me, Lord, so that I can live and obey everything you've said to do. And I'll do it. Let's pray tonight. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's pray tonight. God's word is so effective. He is so faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just honor we honor you tonight. We honor your word. We honor your Holy Spirit. We honor the kingdom of God. We honor your promises. We thank you for time in your presence. Before we proceed, is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who says, Pastor Matt, all this sounds great, but I've never had the privilege of committing my life to the Lord. I don't know him yet. I need to know him. If I died, I don't know where I would wind up. I don't know where I'd end up. Every I close, every head bowed. Is there anyone in the house who would raise their hand and say, I need to, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord and Savior of my life? Because if I died, I don't know that I would make heaven. I, I, don't, I don't know the Lord. Is there anybody in here who says, I want to know the Lord? Raise your hand tonight. I'll pray with you. We'll pray as a family. You say, I want to accept Jesus tonight. Raise your hand and we'll pray. No pressure. That's between you and God. Either way, the seed has been sown tonight. If not now, Here's my question. If you've not accepted Jesus, if not now, when? If not now, when? God's working in your heart right now. Even those of you who say, no, I'm a believer. I seek God. I love God. I've made some mistakes, but God is with me. Who hasn't made mistakes, right? But God's working in your heart tonight, too. His special plans for you are not over yet. He's still working on them. He's still working on you. He's still working on you. You're important to him. Father, I speak a blessing. I declare hope and protection. I declare healing over the lives of the folks in this crowd tonight. I thank you for their, who, they, who they represent, their families, and what they represent, God. I thank you that they represent you out in public in Jesus' name. 
Now, Lord, let them be lights. You, you said that. You are the light of the world. Now, I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody in here. I thank you that you're working miracles. And God, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you have something special. Something special just ahead. That's what hope is. Something good's about to happen. Something good's about to happen. You say, man, that was great today. Well, something greater can happen tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. This is going to be the best year of your life if you want it to be. You say, man, I'm going to believe God for great things. Do it. Do it. This is your year, 2020. This is your year. Not a New Year's resolution, but a real commitment. A real commitment to seek God in prayer and in the Word. And when you're in prayer in the Word, you stay in your lane. You do what God has called you to do. You're not jealous of what other people are doing. I don't have everybody else's gifts. I have whatever God has given me, that's what I have. Some of y'all can do some stuff that I'll just never be able to do. Or if I do it, it ain't going to be very good. You have your gifts. I have the gifts that God has given me. You stay in your lane and you seek Him and you develop those gifts. God is working in you and through you and for you and all around you. And if you're in a rough situation, he's going to turn it right around. You'll see. Just keep seeking him. God is faithful. Scripture says, faithful is he that promised. Praise God Almighty. I agree. I unite my faith with everybody in this house for an amazing, astounding year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you because you're faithful. Thank you because you're good. Thank you because, Lord, you've never lost hope. Lord, thank you because you're the God of second chances and third and fourth and fifth chances. Thank you, Father. We praise your name tonight and we give you glory. Faithful God, faithful, holy, perfect God, we worship you. The God who sees, the God who sees, the God who really sees. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Help us to see like you do. That's a dangerous prayer, Lord, but I'm going to pray it anyway. Help us to see like you do. Help us to notice the folks that you notice. We want to be like Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you glory tonight. In Jesus' name.